I don't know why Russian troops shoot at churches. If we're Christians, we should care about peace. A Ukrainian pastor talking with the BBC as more churches and houses of worship continue to be targeted by Russian forces in its country. The BBC has documented cathedrals, churches, and synagogues that have been attacked over the past month. Some have been leveled. Others are shells of what they were. Our partner in Ukraine, Mission Eurasia, had one of their places of ministry bombed last week. We also learned that Herpene Bible Seminary in Kiev was attacked as well. Attacks on churches are not new, but still disturbing. Christians are called to live peaceful lives, to love God and our neighbors. But we're also reminded in Ephesians 5 that our battle is not against the powers of this world. All the more a reminder that we need to pray boldly, asking the Lord to protect his people in and around Ukraine. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Tuesday, we're in a series called Journey to the End of the World. I don't know about you, but when I read Revelation, it's a pretty exciting journey. In fact, it can feel like I'm riding on a roller coaster at Disneyland. Your car slowly clicks its way up to heaven, and just as you start to look around and are amazed by the view, whoosh, you're suddenly hurtling back down to earth again. It's a wild ride. For some of us, this can be scary. But let me encourage you. There are great blessings to be found as you read Revelation. And on today's program, I want us to look at Revelation 7. In chapters 4 and 5, we got a grand view of heaven, but 6 drops us back down to earth. Yes, it is a little scary, but in chapter 7, God reveals a great promise of protection for his people. So I highly encourage you to don't leave, stick around, let's be blessed together. And after the program, I'd like to send you something else that I know will be a blessing to you. It's a two-CD set called The Revelation, which is a dramatic recitation of the word-for-word text of Revelation with a cinematic musical score underneath. It's remarkable, I think, and it was done by my friend Karen Heimbuck. She's connected with Church on the Way in Hollywood, and I have to say it brings Revelation to life with underneath the London Symphony Orchestra playing. As you listen to God's word being spoken aloud, I know you'll be blessed, and the Bible says you will be. Why don't you contact us after the program? Why don't you get your copy of the Revelation for your gift to this listener-supported ministry? It is an expensive production, so your generous gift will certainly be a blessing. So would you call us after the program at 800 654 2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or go online and check out a short feature on our website about the making of the Revelation Project, and then make your gift. You can do that when you visit haventoday.org. That's one word, haventoday.org. And remember, you can still help send bread and the bread of life to refugees in Eastern Europe. 
We're still sending 100% of your gifts to Mission Eurasia on the ground right now in and around Ukraine. $50 feeds a family of five for a week, not a dime for Haven. Ask about it when you call or learn more online at haventoday.org. Now let's open with a hymn for all of us to sing with loud voices. Come thou fount of every blessing To my heart to sing thy praise Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious song blessing. Here on Haven Today, Jaden Lavick opening this program. I'm Charles Morris. We're in the book of Revelation for week two, and we're calling this series Journey to the End of the World. And like I said a moment ago, it can be pretty exciting, like a ride at Disneyland or a roller coaster at Six Flags. Well, today we're in chapter seven of Revelation. In chapter four and five, we were up into the realms of heaven. 
We saw heaven itself filled with joy and praise. There was drama going on over a scroll, a scroll that has God's plan for his world written on it. It was sealed, and there was great weeping because no one could be found who was worthy to open it. But then the angel said those words, Do not weep. Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. John looked, and there was a lamb sitting on the throne, a slain lamb, Jesus. And praise filled the heavens because he was worthy to open the scroll. He had purchased men and women for the Lord from every nation on earth. But hold on. In chapter 6, we're hurtled down to earth again. The seals start to break open, and terrible things happen. Warfare and famine and pestilence and death. It ends with the day of God's wrath, when all the unbelievers on earth are crying out to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. Who? is able to stand. The scroll contains terrible suffering for the earth and terrible judgment for mankind. That's the sobering truth found in Revelation 6, but it also contains salvation for God's people. And that's what we come to in chapter 7. God hits the pause button. The Lord says, wait, and we see how he's going to save us, his people. Listen now to Karen Heimbach reciting Revelation 7 with the London Symphony Orchestra. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell 
down on their faces before the throne and worship God, saying, Amen. asked me, these in white robes, who are they? Where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb, at the center of the throne, will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Wonderful Promises from Revelation 7, Karen Heimbach and the London Symphony Orchestra reciting the chapter word for word in a production called The Revelation. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. How does God save his people? In the midst of all the terrible things that are happening as the seals of the scroll are being broken in chapter 6, God hits the pause button and he seals his people. He places his seal on us, the seal of the living God. The angel cries out with a loud voice to the four angels who are going to harm the earth and says, Wait, don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the bondservants of our God on their foreheads. Don't get so caught up trying to decipher who the 144,000 are and when the great tribulation is going to happen, that you miss the message of salvation in this chapter in front of you. I'll never forget, as a teenager, I was one year into when I really knew I was born again, and a man who was traveling with another knocked on my door on a Saturday morning. I'm not going to say who I'm talking about, but you know who I am. And this man smugly told me, that he was one of the 144,000. Don't get caught up in that. But in this chapter, the seals on the scroll are being broken. And God has sealed his people with a seal that can't be broken. The great seal of the living God that he places on his people is the Holy Spirit. You have that seal if you're truly born again. And it is a seal of protection. It is a seal of ownership. And it's also a seal of promise. Let's think about those things. First, it's a seal of protection. It means there is no power in heaven or earth that can get into you and undo what God has done in the midst of all the tribulation of the world. You are safe because the life of God is in you and it cannot die. Outwardly, physically, you may be wasting away like me, but inwardly, The Spirit is renewing you day by day. The Holy Spirit is a seal of protection. But second, he's also a seal of ownership. In Revelation 5, heaven was full of joy because the Lamb had purchased people for God from every tribe and nation. You are his 
because he bought you for himself and his seal is his claim of ownership. It's stamped on you. It says you're mine, which means you're not your own. You belong to the lamb. That's your true identity. And that's your security in the midst of the tribulation of life. Romans 8 says that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Holy Spirit is a seal of protection, and he's a seal of ownership. And third, he's a seal of promise. In fact, he is called the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1.13, In him, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Can you believe that? It's true. The Holy Spirit is a promise that you will not be lost in the tribulation. You will not be lost in the judgment. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of salvation. Ephesians 4.30. The Holy Spirit is God's seal over you. He's an absolute guarantee that you will be there and you will be part of that great host of believers before God's throne in heaven. God will bring you into that final place of his salvation where never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb is at the center of the throne and will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The timeless theme, earth and heaven will pass away. It's not a dream. God will make all things new that day.
This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, having a great time basking in the Word of God from Revelation on this Tuesday program called Journey to the End of the World. And that was David Phelps and No More Night, a song made famous by Glenn Campbell, but written by Haven Ministries' Walt Harrop many years ago. Now, I'd like to ask you a question. Have you ever read the book of Revelation? I know many of us have stayed away from the book because sometimes the imagery gets a little scary. But as you just heard today, there are wonderful promises found in this book for God's church and for God's people. And don't forget, the first chapter of Revelation says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And that's exactly why my friend Karen Heimbach recorded a dramatic production called The Revelation. She wanted to help others experience the blessing of hearing God's word read aloud. I asked her to share what some of those blessings are for both adults as well as children. People start to connect the dots and they get a clue as to the overview, the overarching themes in the Word of God and how everything is tied together, the most magnificent bow in the book of Revelation. I want you to be blessed. I want to send you Karen Heimbuck's two-CD set called The Revelation for your gift to this listener-supported ministry You just need to act today. As you heard already, this production features the London Symphony Orchestra as Karen dramatically recites word for word the powerful story of Revelation recorded in London at the famous Abbey Road studio. I know this will bless you as you listen because the scripture just told us the Bible promises that it will. You just need to call right now, 800 654 2836 800 654 2836 and ask for your copy of the revelation today or you can go online and if you do that you can listen to special excerpts from Karen Heimbach's production and if you can spare a moment to visit our website watch the short feature on the making of the revelation project our web address is haventoday.org haventoday.org And one last thing, we're sending 100% of your gifts to Eastern Europe to feed those in need. Our partner, Mission Eurasia, is on the ground handing out bread and sharing the bread of life, Jesus. $50 feeds a family of five for a week. How much can you give to help in the name of Jesus? Well, you can do that when you call. And you can read more when you visit haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever been to a surprise party? Maybe they don't happen as much anymore, but back in the day, there was nothing quite like someone's friends and family all standing in the dark and waiting. The person walks through the door, the lights suddenly come on, all the hiding guests shout surprise at the top of their lungs. It can be 
quite an enjoyable experience to celebrate somebody's birthday or a great accomplishment this way. But the greatest rejoicing ever heard takes place in heaven. And why? Well, according to Jesus, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Now, that's a party worth attending. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.